everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And the journey has come to an end, but man, what a journey it was. Tech is eliminated, but oh man, just getting this far felt so great. Yeah, I mean, what a ride. Tech baseball, one of the best tech sports years I can remember. Um, Definitely the best baseball year since I've been um, a student at tech some 12 years ago. But, you know, yeah, it sucks that it's over. But look, we ran into an NC State team that was hot and they were the better team this weekend. And that's how postseason baseball works. So, you know, what's that saying? Don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened or whatever. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that uh, that NC State team was a uh, hot, hot, hot man. They they could hit anything. And we talked yeah. about it going into the regional, how hot they were. We felt pretty confident that we could keep up with them. But I'm also glad that they beat us two times convincingly. It wasn't an ump issue. It wasn't a blown call or yeah. a review thing. It was Tech got beat twice by a team that played better than Tech in both of those games, very obviously, which I appreciate when that's the reason why you lose and not yeah. because of a no-call pass interference. Yeah, well... <laughs> I will say I did have some issues with the ump, but I mean, it ultimately did not matter. Oh, you know? and that Bama, the ninth inning of that Bama oh my game. God, they tried to give that to. You know what? Back we won. Philip Matulia yeah. made my afternoon. <laughs> we can get to that in a little bit, too, because first we have the Ryder game. But before that game even gets started, I'm curious. Both of y'all were at these games. Yep. Right How did this environment compare to the Conference USA tournament environment? Oh, so for, so I was I was at both. Um, yeah, obviously Josh wasn't there last week. Um, he was in New Mexico without cell signal, I think. Right, Josh? Yeah, I was in the mountains. <laughs> the atmosphere for the conference tournament was probably or no, definitely the best baseball atmosphere I've ever seen at Tech. And this week was probably about 10 to 20 times better. I mean, just times incredible better or percent better. No times like the stadium was full. <laughs> Everyone was locked in. I mean, last week there were some empty chairs, you know, like the atmosphere was great last week because the games were crazy. The, you know, the heat between us and Southern Miss, there were a bunch of Southern Miss fans there, though, you know, and like this week. Yeah, Alabama's Alabama had some fans and NC State's like friends and family were there. But like it was pretty much all tech the whole time. And um, NC State's coach last night after they eliminated us actually said like, that this was one of the best environments he's ever seen for baseball. And like, he, I think he said that our fan base was, was not hostile in like a mean way, but just very knowledgeable baseball fans and, and out there to cheer for their team and do it in a, you know, in a good way. And so, I mean, I've never been a part of a baseball atmosphere like that. I, I haven't been to like playoff MLB games like Nathan has, but um, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was, I, I hope that I'll see that again and again in Ruston when I come back. Um, you know, next year and everything, because it was just a special place to be um, last weekend and really glad I got to go back over, um, you know, after not being in Ruston for about four years and then going back twice and shit, five, five or six years actually was the last time I was there for a sporting event. So um, then going back twice in eight days was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was electric, wild, crazy, lit. I can keep using all these cliched adjective you know we'll talk about it but i talked to an nc state player actually at canes before we played bama and like he said the same thing like that he said and i quote we've never seen anything like this i was like wait seriously (laughs) 
Like, yeah, they, <laughs> they were blown away like, at Virginia. Like, that's crazy, you know, but OK, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. And, and I had to watch on TV, so I didn't get the full ballpark experience. And one of the things that bugged me the most about watching on TV was I was not the only ones watching on a screen. The commentators, and this is true mm. for most of the regionals that I've seen, they were all calling remotely. And it could have been a COVID thing or whatever. But after coming off the conference tournament where you had Len Rollins and Chris McCoskey and and uh, a couple other people doing the game calls there to having them just in a booth somewhere. And every now and then they get a call wrong where they didn't see that, you know, yeah. the guy caught it. And now the team is running off the field. That just bugged me because yeah. in a stadium, in an environment like this, where the fans were so into it, it had no impact on the commentators and how they were calling the game because they just weren't there. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I, I know that this is probably going to be the future because it's cheaper to have your guys call it from Connecticut or wherever the hell they live. But like, that's bullshit, man. Yeah, this, this yeah is you're playoff, right. This is playoff baseball and the atmosphere is half of the half of the fun of stuff like this. Like, what are you doing? And and OK, you can't. You cannot tell me that Chris Mikoski and Lynn Rollins were not available. They work. They're freelance broadcast journalists who just worked for ESPN last week in Ruston. Those dudes could have done this again, and they would have done an incredible job just like they did last week. So it's bullshit. Going into game one, it started off the wrong foot with me, even before realizing they weren't even in studio. They were in a studio rather than at the game. The color guy on this game called Tech Louisville Tech before correcting himself. But that struck a nerve. He, he's Amateur like, oh, Louisville Tech. I mean, Louisiana Tech. Like, he My read God, LA dude. Tech and, and mm. I don't know. I, I get, Okay, people people flub stuff, but dude, we're the host, man. Like, uh, it's, it's at a bad bar, and then later in that pregame segment or whatever, he was talking about something from Star Wars and called it Star Trek, and then I was like, oh, well, same thing. And that ticked a different, nerdier <laughs> nerve. And uh. that kind of... It just, man, I, it just felt like these guys were phoning it in and Literally. it sucked because this was such a meaningful thing for, for me Literally and for most of the tech fans in. watching it. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. understand that at all. Like I said, the atmosphere is half of what makes an event like this special, right? And I, I don't know. And you said they did it for most, most of the other games too, I guess, but there may have been a couple games where they had live people at, but it wasn't the majority. So it wasn't a, a tech issue or a, they just didn't feel like doing this one because they were the the 16th out of 16 region. But I hate this. I hate, like, I understand it with COVID, but I don't think that's the excuse here. I think that's a cost-cutting measure. And I hate it as a cost-cutting measure. Yeah. yeah. Again, just hire Lynn Rollins. He already lives in the area. Or he lives yeah. close enough to where they hired him for the conference tournament, which was a less, like, I, I don't understand. These games were on ESPN Plus for the conference tournament, and they had in-person people paid by ESPN to call the games. And then this week they brought in two guys who don't know anything about our program, including what our school is named. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch the games on TV. So like it's hitting a sore spot with me just because like, it's the principle of the matter, you know, like this is, this is the playoffs. Dude, just like just pipe in the local guys. Like it costs nothing to do that. They're already paid by the, ah, it's, it's, it's such a, it should be such a non-issue. Dave Nitz, like they do on USA TV and it would have been better. It's such a non-issue that they've made, like, that pisses off fan bases across the country, because this happens all the time to other fan bases, too. It's like, there's plenty of local guys. It it shouldn't be, like, it's a no-brainer, like, get the local guys to do the feed. You know, what, switching audio feeds can't be too hard to set up. I would much rather have someone who's knowledgeable about 
Tech and NC State and Ryder and Alabama and get two or three people that cover most of those bases and put them in the booth, even if they, they don't have chemistry or what, like get that working and get people who know these teams rather than people who are reading off the media guy that's presented them before the game. I guess it was emailed to them since they were even at the park. We've spent <laughs> way too much time talking about this. We got a lot of baseball to cover, too. Wait, I got one more question yeah. for Nathan, though. OK, All right, okay. what's up? How, how did how loud did it come across on the broadcast? It came across loud. It's always kind of hard to tell because okay. they're going to balance the sound. Because it was, you could obviously in, tell the crowd was into it. It was incredibly loud, even out in the right field where there's like no echo or anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it was great. It, it definitely came across as a as a bumping environment. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, the first game is probably the game we need to talk the least about because it was <laughs> the most obvious who was winning this game pretty early. It was 5 nothing Bulldogs after two innings and 9-0 Louisiana Tech after five. Ooh, yeah, but what happened after that? <laughs> the Bulldogs then explode for nine more runs in the bottom of the eighth and ended up taking this one 18-2. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, I'm in a couple of group chats with people and I had to preemptively answer the question. No, there is no run rule in the NCAA regionals. Yeah. Oh, we were, yeah. People were asking that people were asking us in right field too. Yeah. Um, uh, Hunter Wells's grand slam made me want to run through the back wall. Like I could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The I back mean, wall that goes to the train tracks or the back. Take your pick. Okay. Look, Hunter Wells had a pretty rough Saturday and Sunday of the conference tournament. I think he was like two or one or two for 15 on those two days. Um, and he did not end up breaking the the all-time hits record last weekend when he probably should have because he was one short of it. And like I said, he, he went two for 15, which is way below his season average. That's um, the all-time tech hit record, which is still a big deal because yes. Tech has oh, been yeah, playing yeah, baseball yeah. since 19-0-whatever. Yeah. But since uh, this, is, this is a huge huge deal for him to break and he was yeah. one short of it going into this weekend and so hunter wells from this weekend you know took that personally uh to borrow <laughs> <laughs> he, he took hunter wells's performance from last weekend personally and decided to go off for nine nine rbis four hits and five at bats including two home runs as well and Crazy. two doubles so he didn't even worry about batting for the cycle. He just was like, no, nah, I'm just going to hit two home runs. Um, I'm just going to hit dingers. Yeah. And uh, I believe Hunter Wells, after this game, said some nights the ball looks like a ping pong. Other nights it looked like a watermelon. Tonight it was a watermelon. Um, so he was up there just smashing the ball. And it was great to see. And and Ryder, and we talked about this ahead of time. Ryder got into the tournament by winning their conference tournament and upsetting Fairfield. And so it's easy to say, well, Ryder's just not a good team. Like, we've played bad teams throughout the year and, and, and whooped their asses throughout the year as well. But Ryder, they were not as good as Tech or any other team in this regional. But they were not a bad team either. No, and so no, to come I mean, out and beat and beat an above-average team 18-2 to two is a huge confidence booster. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, they could have easily come out and, you know, the moment could have been too big. I think all of us were a little worried about that, if we're being honest, right? Like, you know, Tech is is Tech going to, you know, fall to the pressure and lose to the four seed and get out in two games, right? Like, that was always in the back of my mind as a possibility. Yeah, it wouldn't but, have like, surprised me. This yeah, is going to be a huge embarrassment for us, right? But, like, it, it, it was very clear from the second Hunter Wells got up to bat the first time, you know, so second overall in the game, that was not going to be the way this game went down. They were playing loose. They were having fun. Um, and when you score 18 runs, how can you not have fun? Right. I had a great time. 
Yeah, when five of your six first at bats all go for either hits or hit by pitches, you know you're you're going to have a good time. And Tech hoped to carry that momentum over to NC State. And this was another game where I was worried about the long ball more than anything because while Tech was playing Ryder earlier that day, NC State played Alabama. And against the Crimson Tide, the Wolfpack hit five home runs. Mm. And so the long ball is what we were really scared of, but NC State did not need a single homer to beat Tech 8-3. to Yeah. And my <sighs> thought the entire time through this was this felt like the first game against Southern Miss in the tournament, the one that we lost, Not ne- neither of the doubleheader games, but a game that Tech was never really in and felt like it was the other teams to lose, and they just never made that big of a mistake to let the Bulldogs come back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it it definitely was. Um, you know, Tech doesn't even score till the eighth inning, and by then it was it was eight to nothing. So it's like, mm, and we've game, done an eight nothing comeback, but yeah, not that late in the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what that was the joke going around the right field was like, oh, we just needed it to be eight nothing. Now we're going to start the comeback, and then we did put up three runs in that inning, but um, we ran out of innings. Yeah, ran so, out of innings. you know, I, I was honestly like the NC State player that that we talked to at Canes was, you know, saying how crazy the environment was. And I was like, man, we were kind of like, y'all took us out of the game for like so much of it, because I don't know when did we have our first hit or did we have a hit right away? We did. Wells doubled. Of course he did. Um, in the first day, <laughs> but, but you know, nothing much else really happens. So, I mean, we've got like three hits through five and they're already they're up three, nothing at that point. So it's still within reach, but it just felt like it wasn't the whole time. Like you said, Nathan, it never really felt like we were in it. It, it felt like a, we need to chase this starting pitcher out of the game. Well, Sam yes. Highfill was on the mound for the Wolfpack and it was like, okay, once he's out, maybe we're good. Like we've seen what a bad bullpen looks like. We have one of those. So we just need to get him out. And then Evan justice comes into the game in the sixth after giving up back-to-back singles to Wells and Netterville, or not back-to-back, but yeah, more or less, you know I think, an out in between. Um, Justice comes in the game and uh, gets an out and gets out of the inning, and and they're good to go, and he's perfect. Through, that was in the fifth inning. He's perfect through the sixth and seventh, and the eighth is the only time Tech makes any noise, and this is against the, Evan Justice, where Young leads off the inning with a single. Netterville hits a home run. McConnell on the next pitch it's a home run and you're thinking maybe if we just hit a home run in every consecutive pitch until the end of time we can win this game but unfortunately those two were just the only two that would happen but tech was down eight nothing and the eighth inning coming back and making an eight to three felt closer but you didn't even get halfway there and you have three outs left after that inning's over evan justice just uh which i i don't know what that name reminds me of but i i'm like trying to figure it out in my brain i mean it's my name obviously justice <laughs> i was I, wondering I if it was your vigilante batman right right maybe that's where i'm going superhero with this. comic know. book name my brain is just like trying to come up with some connection that matt would immediately have if he were here but he's he's probably asleep so anyway yeah but also cole mcconnell not a home run hitter really this season until this weekend randomly. man he showed but, up uh, this weekend <laughs> Yeah, the, the wind this night, too, was a little weird. Like you said, Nathan, they hit a lot of home runs against Alabama. Uh, the Wolfpack did. But the wind, if it was blowing, was blowing dead in from center field. And I think it was a little, it was like more humid. And I don't know, the ball just wasn't flying as much as it as it was 
um, on Friday or on Sunday. So yeah. it was kind of weird. Yeah. And, and we've talked about the, the hitting for the Bulldogs and to quickly touch on the pitching against the, in this game, number two, the first one against NC state, Ryan Jennings got the start on the mound. And while he wasn't perfect by any means, he at least kept the game in reach throughout most of it. Yeah. Had texts, he was, he been was able fine. to score. Yeah. 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 Fine is I think the perfect way to describe this. When the bullpen did take over, though, it got bad pretty quick. Cade Gibson came in, recorded one out, and allowed two earned runs. Uh, then I think Kyle Krieger came in, ended that inning, got an out. And then the next inning started with Cade Hodges, who comes in. He got all three outs, but he also allowed two earned runs. So the bullpen being the bullpen is the theme yeah. of this one. The the seventh is really where it all kind of started to fall apart. Jennings was getting up there, I know, uh, in pitch count. And I know you said... Nathan, at the start of this inning, you you sent us a message saying like sending Jennings back out with over a hundred pitches already is is yeah, a he had uh, hundred and four, I believe, to is start quite the a choice, right? So to to Burroughs's credit, in the top of the sixth, he gets a strikeout, a foul out, and a fly out on let's see seven total pitches. So like or the under ten pitches, whatever, <laughs> however they count this, but. <laughs> So sending him back out after that is like, okay, man, maybe he's, maybe he's warming up late in this pitch count. You know, some pitchers take, <laughs> take a long Good while time. to get into the game. Right. But yeah. Uh, so Jennings comes out, he gets the first guy to line out to center field, then walks the guy on a full count. And, you know, Gibson comes in immediately gives up two doubles um, to let them score two more runs. So like right away, I think all of us were, cause we were nervous when Gibson came in, you know, because Sometimes he's great in relief and sometimes he's, he's not so great in relief. Right. But a depressing stretch of time. Yeah. Then, then he gives up a wild pitch and then there's a sack fly that scores that guy that wouldn't have scored without the wild pitch. So all of a sudden, you know, Gibson's faced three batters and their score has doubled. So not great. Yeah. Not a fun time. So we had three players with two hits, young Wells and Netterville Bates was over three Garcia Corona Matulia and Ray went one for 16 in the bottom of the lineup. So Ooh. Ray had the one hit, but other than that, you know, 0 for 12 from the six, seven, eight hitters is not going to get it done against a really, really good team in the playoffs. So because of that one loss, Tech enters the elimination bracket for the first time, the losers bracket, and will play Alabama in game three. Winner of this one gets to play North Carolina State again. Hooray! Yeah, so if chicks dig the long ball, they must have really enjoyed this game. Seven total home runs <laughs> combined by both teams here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Almost all of them to right field just about where we were sitting. If you were watching this game, you saw us a couple of different times. This game I watched primarily on a phone early on. And so I was having conversation with friends, looking down my phone. Oh, another guy hit a home run. It was like that a lot because in the first, second, and third innings, both teams scored. And the top of the first, Netterville singles home wells. No big deal. Then Bama hits a two-run home run to take the lead. Then Philip Matulia, who is Hello, in the Matulia. previous game against NC State, he was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Three strikeouts, yeah. One short of a golden sombrero. <laughs> Another one of my favorite baseball stats. He hits a two-run home run at the top of the second to give Tech back the lead. Bama hits a solo shot in the bottom of the second. A three-run home run by Cole McConnell in the third. A two-run home run by Bama in the bottom of the third. 
And then in the top of the fourth, a two-run home run by Netterville, and then Matulia singles home McConnell later in the inning. And at the end of the in the middle of the fourth inning, Tech is up nine to five. Yeah. Runs are coming left and right. You wonder how many digits does the scoreboard have? Yeah. We were having a great time at that point. Yeah. Finally, in the bottom of the fourth, we have a, a three up, three down inning with Bama. I think they get a hit in there, but then a double play ends it. And finally, there's a zero somewhere on that scoreboard. <laughs> and we yeah, had to the fifth they, inning. They decided to go with their star closer that you pointed out last week, Nathan Chase Lee. I heard that name and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> And sure enough, he only allows one hit and one earned run in, in three and a thirds inning. So um, but he did walk four guys. So uh, not his best stuff, probably, but um, still enough to slow down the game that was looking like it was going to be another 18 run game, but more like 18 to 17. And it slows down on, on Tech's side of it, too. I, this is a two pitcher game from Tech with Jarrett Worf and Kyle Krigger, both guys who can get outs when they need it. Uh, Jarrett Worf kind of struggles, but when both teams are hitting so many home runs, you really wonder, is it the pitcher or is it just the the air is hot? It, I, if I remember right, it was a hot day. At least it was hot in Maryland where I was. was. I can't imagine how hot it was in Louisiana yeah. at the time. Unbelievably the, hot. It was, the ball it was travels further through warm air. And so you, it may not be all entirely Worf's fault. Kyle Kruger comes in, still gives up some stuff as well, but kind of settles everything down. And so when you head to the ninth inning, Especially the bottom of the ninth, both teams have added a run, but it's only ten. It's still ten to six Bulldogs, and yeah. so you're feeling pretty good up four runs, needing three outs. But things get interesting. If you're not allowed to walk it off because you're playing as the visiting team, you get very scared that the other team is going to walk it off. Yeah. Oh, can we can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Okay. So I did not know that rule about visiting and home, and I I have some thoughts. Uh, mostly absolute bull jive skip. Yeah. <laughs> mostly if you want to be the home team, uh, be we're better. Games. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, we're the host. We're the one seed. Why are we playing as the away team on our own damn field? And why the fuck are we playing NC state's goddamn fight song every single time? This I, score run? I think that's more so on mad. RPA people. And I don't know if that's like a rule that I you're, think, I don't think to, it's on RPA people. I think that's just a general like you're supposed to be a neutral site for all intents and purposes. Uh, but I don't like I, it. I don't like I don't it. Mind, I, I don't even mind that part as much. I don't mind the playing the fight song when Nathan, they you do weren't well. there, man. You weren't. It no, sucked. But, it's nothing, dude. But <laughs> stop playing stop the fight them. song every time they fucking score. It's the same argument that I have against people who complain about bat flips. You don't want them to flip the bat, then don't let them hit the home run. You don't want them. It's our field. They can flip the bat all they want. It's our field. Don't play their fight song. Well, don't let them score a run if you don't want to hear their fight song. <laughs> don't be the two seed if you want to hear your fight song. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was obviously annoyed because... I don't think every, I can get you know, higher in pitch to make my argument yeah. <laughs> anymore. But <laughs> Anyway, the ninth inning of the Bama game um, was... It almost ends very quickly, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were all, you know, they they get a single right away. But then their pinch hitter strikes out, and uh, <laughs> God damn it, I forgot about this. what happened. I forgot yep. about this. Yeah, what happened, Nathan? What happened? Tell me. Yeah, so a ball gets hit straight to the shortstop. Alex Ray scoots forward, uh, kind of close to second base, uh, and juggles it. 
and it's misfielded. It goes down as an error, I believe, and everybody yeah. is safe. If it's not if it's not an error, I don't know what is. Yeah. It's a tailor-made double play ball that could have ended the game, but instead everybody is safe. Runners are at first and second. Yeah, instead Alex Ray wanted to give me a potential cardiac event. <laughs> and I, I hate the dog piling on Alex Ray because oh, it, yeah. no, he was- offensively, it's it's very easy to because he's the only a starter that has an OPS of less than 0.9, which is an impossible <laughs> wall to make. Like it's it's always an automatic yeah, strikeout. Yeah. I was like, most other teams, this guy's a good player. It's just we have so right. many good bats that this in guy's comparison, like the five-hole hitter on every other team we've played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so he gets uh, way too much hate. But I mean, and he deserves it for this, to be fair. Yeah. Well, he makes a mistake time. that almost costs tech a game. Yeah. And it's the second time that that's happened, right? The the pitcher has delivered, the pitcher has has delivered the double play ball like he was supposed to, and this one was a lot easier than the USM one too. But I mean, it's easy yeah. for me to say, right, from right field slash in my computer chair right now. But the next guy comes up, and it's a strike, and then four straight balls. But I don't know if if they talked about this on the broadcast. Probably not because they weren't there, or if you noticed Nathan, but. Boy, that umpire's strike zone seemed oh to God. shrink a whole lot was, in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I because I think I think maybe three of those four balls called right there in a row were awfully close and maybe had been called strikes earlier in the game. I think there was another time during this game that I was upset about the strike zone changing. And it may have been the NC State game, the previous the game number two. But yeah. there's a few times during this where it felt like, okay, we have this well-defined strike zone. Not that it's what I would call for a strike zone, but if you're every time you're giving up, you're saying, okay, if it's a little bit up and in, it's a strike. Or if it's a little bit low and outside, it's a strike. And you're just consistently calling that, that's fine. You can adapt to that. But every now and then, an inning would happen where, I don't know if the ump just wanted to go home. Or he was like going to change by the hour. He didn't want or to go some home. combination, <laughs> yeah. but it just it would it, for an inning it would change, and then it would yeah. go back to normal. But that inning was so confusing because it's all of a sudden wait what ha- what that was never a strike or that was never a ball before, but suddenly it is, and that happened yeah. here as well. Oh, one hundred percent because that guy walks on four straight pitches after the initial strike, um, which loads the bases. By the way, oh we're only up four. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Tying runs at the plate. Yeah. Then there's a passed ball, which, you know, okay, that's on Krigger. <laughs> but um, well, if it's a passed ball, it's it's technically on Corona, but oh, it's on some well, combination of the two. Yeah. So now it's 10 to 7 with, again, the tying run still at the plate. We get him to ground out, but it's not a double play ball. Um, because so the that, runners moved up on the passed ball. Yes. It was a possible double play ball. That's why right. that because really that that seventh run that Bama scores to make it ten to seven tech it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if you win by four runs three runs one run twenty yeah. runs it doesn't matter as long as you Team, win like on night one yeah <laughs> yeah and so the the that run scoring it's like okay who cares but at the same time that means the double play is no longer in order because every runner moves up and so that another kind of this would have been a trickier double play ball than the Alex Ray Bobo earlier but it's another possibility. But you don't get anything because, or you get the one out, but you don't you get have one a chance out. for a second out because of that pass ball. And so the and runners now, move up again. Yeah, now, by the here. way, you're only up by two. Yeah, so it's 10 to 8 now because the runner on third ran home and got there. It's possible the ball could have been thrown to the plate to try to tag the runner, but at nah, this point, you just out. need the out. 
Take yeah. the out. You need one more after this. That absolutely the right move here. And so now the tying run is still at the plate, but he's not there long because I, I think it's on a full count. I don't have it in front of me anymore, but he's yeah, walked. It, yeah. So it's, it's, he goes down. Oh, uh, two. It's yeah. Then it's one and two and he gets a foul and then he calls three straight balls again. That probably all could have been called strikes earlier. Um, maybe not all of them. I don't remember. Um, but at least Man. at least two of them were like outside corner that had been called a strike earlier or like, man, you know, uh, one of them was like right below the letters. And you're like, oh, come on, dude. Like you've been calling that a strike all game. And now thinking about it again. Oh. Yeah. So and, and also, I believe one of that guy's fouls, uh, Josh, oh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, was like a an absolutely crushed ball yeah that was just, this is just I, with I heard, one man on so it would have just tied the game but yeah. it, it went maybe 10 feet to the left of the left field foul pole um thankfully but it was like crushed all the way to the apartments oh my god he that ball left and us and Oops. all of us in right field were like oh shit <laughs> I, yeah I, I knew i i felt the collapse coming man yeah. Then his one of his other fouls was right down the line, and it looked fair to us again because we were far away from it. But um, thankfully, landed on the outside of the line. Thankfully, but he gets walked. That's that's yeah, the moral. He gets of that walked. Story. So the guy gets walked, and now the winning run is at the plate. You have two men on. Oh man, you're down. You're up by two if you're Tech, and down by two if you're NC State. And remember, it was earlier in the day and possibly when the air was a little warmer, although it's, oh, I man. imagine it's only been getting hotter throughout the day. But seven home runs have been hit already. Yeah. Did What's not feel one comfortable. More not at all. Alabama walk off the Bulldogs at their own park and eliminate them. Oh, by the way, this guy hit a home run, which I did not know at the time. This guy that's up at the plate, Zane Denton, he had a home run earlier in the game. Yeah, because um, everybody did. Right. But... Zane Denton heads up to the plate, and I'm watching this on my phone again at on my, at my friends on their patio. Courtney's looking uh-huh. over, realizing how it's the end of the game. The ball gets hit, and she's trying to read what's happening based off the camera angle, and she thinks it's gone. I believe. I oh. get, I get like I don't even remember what I feel. I black out in this moment because like, oh no, that's <laughs> gone. And then you see the right fielder. You see him tracking it a little bit. My boy. You see Matulia move and go, wait a second. That's inside He's the park. It. He's got it. Matulia squeezes Thanks. his glove, records the <laughs> third out, God. and Tech survives. It. I was so That ball was hit straight nervous. at us, Nathan. It like, looked like it was just going to land right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was ready like, to just like, oh my God. Man, it was hit straight at us, and... Uh, the exact same thing happened to me. I, I saw the ball come off the bat and I was like, God damn it. This is, this ball's going to hit me in the face. Cause I'm just not <laughs> even going to care to put my hands up to try to catch Add it. Injury to insult. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I also saw Matulia stir and I was like, okay, okay, okay. He's going to get it, you know? And then he gets it. And, uh, and it, we go buck wild out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, like, I keep, why do you think I keep asking for this video of like Matulia <laughs> catch it from the fan side? Because I kept trying to record the final out, you know, because we were getting antsy back there. We were getting nervous. I knew we were going to explode at any point, but the strike zone just kept getting shit. Like, I have a full like minute video of just like the right field just booing the ump so bad because the strike zone is getting wackier and wackier. And 
I get so nervous at that point that my hands are just like shaking. So I can't record a decent video. So I just put my phone up and start pacing. Yeah. That that's kind of how it went for me the other night. I was trying to record or at, at the USM game in the ninth inning. I was trying to record all this stuff, and I didn't record Matulia's hit. So um, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna try not to record like the mo- momentous moments this weekend. And I was in right field this time, not like right by the plate. So that oh, helped. Oh my god, I, but, I um, thought I was gonna pass out. Yeah. So so pretty crazy ending, and we got 55 minutes. Um, to get ready to play NC State again. So, how are you what feeling? What do you do in that fifty-five minute? Like, I can't imagine saying, "Okay, you have to wait an hour for the next game to start." I was like an awkward amount of time. To you had to leave the stadium leave. because there were individual tickets to each session. Yeah. Um. So between each game, you had to leave the stadium, whether you're staying or not. They did let us leave our chairs. Um. Mm-hmm. Which was which paid off because on. Saturday, we decided to get there early to put our chair and Sunday too. Whereas on Friday, I didn't roll into town until uh, like 5.50 for the six o'clock start time. Shout out Longview, Texas for the random traffic um, for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think Daniel and I went to my car and just sat for a while. Um, we, Josh and Jeremy went to Portico and didn't get back to like the third inning. I was feeling good. I was just, I had to, I had to get out. I had to get out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should have skipped the end of this game rather than the beginning of it, though. Well, because uh, we all kind of did, actually, because um, I'm ashamed uh, to admit that for the first time in my tech fandom, I left a tech game early, um, not because I didn't believe. Uh, although, to be honest, I mean, come on. By the time I left, I didn't believe. Oh, you, didn't miss a, um, you didn't miss a good home run, though. My plan was to leave at 9 p.m. because I had to drive back to Dallas, and I'm old and didn't want to die. So <laughs> I listened to Dave Nitz call the 7th through ninth innings of this game um, and was sad on a bridge in Shreveport as the game ended. Oh, man, that um, sounds like my normal Friday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure sad on a bridge in Shreveport is the name of a country band. But yeah, let's let's talk about this NC State game because it started off pretty well. It didn't start off as depressing as "Sad on a Bridge in Shreveport," the country band. That's but the name of this. Kind is of, that the name of this episode? Did I, I just think find that's the it? name of the episode? Yeah, "Sad on a Bridge in Shreveport." That that can't be the name of this episode. There's there's more happiness to be had yeah. than sadness. But happy on a bridge in Shreveport. No, just that feels no, forced. No, that's yeah, impossible. Uh, happy for about an hour on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Early on, though, in this game, Parker Bates comes up to the plate. First inning after a ground out by Young, a walk by Hunter Wells. Bates hits a homer to right center field. This one's right in front of y'all, right? Yep. We were on the broadcast. The The guy we we're talking to, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but he, he my guy Andy, he should have caught it, but some dude ran over and just snatched it right, right out from under him. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I mean, it was literally hit like two feet um, in front of me where I was sitting. So... Yeah, in a game where, you know, just less than 24 hours before we had been shut out by these guys for into the eighth inning, I mean, to have Bates come out and just absolutely hammer this ball right off the bat was like, okay, maybe this game's different, you know? And moving forward a bit, nothing really doing for NC State or even Tech in the the bottom of the first or the second. But then the top of the third with Tech coming back up to the plate. Young walks this time. It's not Wells that's on base, but Bates again with a man on hits a home run to right field. This one down the right field line over the two run home run. 
And now Tech is up four to nothing over the team that had more or less shut them down when they had played the previous day. Yeah. Yep. I think Evan yep. texted me about that point and said, actually, maybe you guys should stay outside the stadium for the rest of this game. <laughs> I think, weren't you guys walking in when that happened? We were walking in. I, I, that one we heard yeah. happen. Um, the first one in the first inning, we, we saw. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we were also the away team for this game because of stupidity and not rewarding teams for good play. Um, so NC State comes up in the bottom of the third, and that's where Martinez kind of started to lose it a little bit. Uh, he gives up a couple singles and then walks the bases full. And then was this this one? What was this one in the rain or was that later? It, no, this the rain happened at the most inopportune time. This was the rain, was it? So so we get. I mean, there's these ominous rain clouds coming from the Behind campus. Us. Yeah. basically behind us in right field and we see him coming. So like we all had our ponchos out and like rain jackets out and we were kind of ready for it. And then Not it me. just, it just let loose. I mean, it was pouring just about as hard as it possibly can. And the umps probably should have called it right there. Bases were loaded with, I believe two outs. Um, yep. They did not. And I think they were trying to get through the inning, but it's also the rain only lasted like 10 minutes, right? 10, yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah, so, so in you're hindsight, thinking, you're like, dude, you should have just called it and let us like, but, but by the end of this game, this did not matter. Yeah. This uh, didn't I, I was have going any impact to be upset on the game, if this game but, was decided by two runs. Yes. But that's what it I was think very Daniel, much not. I think Daniel said that. Yeah. I think Daniel was like, you know, if, those two runs are going to come back to bite us. And like, so the guy singles to right field, Matulia, you know, it, it was a, it was a grounder. So it would have scored at least one yeah. Matulia made a good play on it but then he it slipped out of his hand yeah. so a second run scores then i believe they pitched like one pitch to the next batter and matulia literally turned around to the student section behind behind him in right field and was like i can't i couldn't see that pitch like he couldn't even see you know he couldn't track the ball on the pitch to like figure out what was going on so um at that point the umpire actually did call it for like you said about 10 minutes um, and you know, they came back out and nothing, nothing else really happened in that inning, but yeah, it just, it just kind of sucked. Cause it was like, we had all the momentum, but they were already threatening in that inning without the help from the rain. The rain just maybe helped them get across an extra run there. Yeah, and you were worried heading into the fourth that maybe they were carrying some of the momentum forward because while tech makes some noise, they don't score any in the top of the fourth, but the NC state leads off the bottom of the fourth with a home run. And luckily, Tech's able to get out of the rest of the inning with three straight outs. But now it's four to three, Tech. Yeah. And you're happier about this than you were about the previous game by the end of the fourth inning. But you're still, you're, you're starting to get worried. And that worry turns into fear. And that fear turns into anger by the end of the fifth. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> well, because in the fifth inning, NC State puts across six runs. You also skipped that. So Wells gets a single in the fifth. And then Bates. My goodness, he tripled and we were like, how the hell was that a triple? Because it was a line drive that kind of bounced right in front of the tech logo on the field. And yeah, they must have been shifted a little bit because if the center fielder was in his normal spot, there's there's no way that's even more than a single. But they must have shifted uh, the center fielder towards right field a little bit, which would be fair because Bates had two home runs to right field um, so far in this game in in the fifth <laughs> inning. But uh, it goes all the way to the wall. The guy like slides past it and 
and you know Bates, you know he's on his horse. He gets to third base pretty easily. I don't even think they made a throw. No, um, not really. And you know now we're all thinking like, okay, Bates is gonna hit for the cycle. Like he's feeling it tonight. Yeah, he's got the two hardest parts of it. Yeah, and and like if if Wells, if Friday night was the Wells show, and we didn't shout this out, but Cole McConnell had a great game against Alabama. He was um, killing it. Yeah, he was he was seeing the ball really well against Alabama, and then. Uh, this was the Bates show, though, on uh, on Sunday night. That adds a run for Tech, so now it's 5-3, to three, but that lead doesn't last long. Three batters into the NC State, <sighs> bottom of the fifth, zero outs, but they've scored two runs to tie it at 5-5, to five, and by the end of the inning, it's 9-5, to five, Wolfpack. Yeah, grand slam from the right fielder into the right field, you know, the, where all the students are giving him crap. Um <laughs> That one felt a little personal. That one was also really close to us, too, by the way. So I don't know why people were aiming for us um, on Sunday, but that one was about, I think, 10 feet to my left, um, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, also shout out to the people sitting in right field who caught the opposing team's home runs on Sunday and threw them back. Love yep. that. <laughs> Even though it may have had to been goaded into doing it, they still did it. Oh yeah, the the first guy they the did it to one. during the, the second game, one was immediate. He had kids, and the kids like clearly wanted the baseball, right? <laughs> but yeah. the whole the whole spin <laughs> section was like, throw it back, throw it back. Well, I hope so, I hope Matilia threw him a ball at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, this honestly, I didn't feel like it was over at this point, but it felt like you know, okay, NC State found it, and it's gonna be tough to get back in this one it felt like we were reeling a little bit the part where it felt like it was over is when we went one two three in the top of the six the two strikeouts yeah that's where it felt like yeah okay corona matulia garcia all went down pretty easy and then nc Mm. state in the bottom of the sixth continues to add on and hits a single 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 double and then a ground out and a fly out but both of those also score runs and then before you know it's 13 to 5 and that's not insurmountable but that's a lot of runs to have to come up with in three innings. Yeah, and yeah, I, I believe that I left right field after the fifth, and then I believe that I left the stadium after the top of the sixth when we struck out, and and then Garcia flew to right. Um, and so by the time I got to the car, it was twelve to five, and I was like, oh well, great. <laughs> I, I yeah. at least I wasn't the bad luck charm, right? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> So we were getting Maybe scored we on when you. I was there and we were getting scored on when I wasn't there. But um, yeah, and really, I mean, Tech, you know, Wells, to his credit, did not want this yeah, to be his last college baseball game. That's where I wanted to go with this was that in the yeah. top of the seventh, Wells homer is to give Tech their last points of the season with a two run home run to left center field. One of the few times it's not hit right to where y'all were. Maybe he was trying to find where you were because he couldn't find you anymore. And I was. uh I was in in Minden by this point, I think. But well, yeah, but I mean, at that point, might as well. Uh, that's that's more left field than right field. Um, and so, so Tech loses this game for fourteen to seven. This sucks. This ends Tech's year. This is a sucky moment. But what I want to point to as a not a diamond in the rough, but something that almost feels inspirational is that Tech is down thirteen to five in the seventh, and and Hunter Wells homers the left center field and keeps Tech into it. Hunter Wells comes back up to the plate in the top of the ninth with two outs, hits the ball towards the shortstop, should be an easy out, but he runs 
and puts his whole effort into it. Tech is down by seven runs with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and Hunter Wells is laying out a single that should have been an out that should have ended the yeah. game, and he's giving it his all. Hunter Wells that, is my hero from this series. That home run in the seventh, which I did not realize while I was listening to it in the car, that home run was Hunter Wells' 100th hit of the season. 100. And then he said, you know what? I'm not done yet. I'm going to leg out this this routine ground ball to the shortstop. And I didn't see it, to be fair. So maybe it was a tougher play than I, I think it was. But Dave Nitz was surprised that he made it, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, he said, I don't want 100 hits. I want 101. And he he got it, damn he it. He really so, likes that Dalmatians movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean... Uh, what a great way to go out for him. Um, Parker Bates grounds out the next at bat to the shortstop. The shortstop decided he didn't want to be embarrassed twice in a row. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, to, and again, tech loses this. It sucks. What yeah. I want. And again, with the Hunter Wells thing, what I want to get to with players of the weekend or whatever, and what I'm going to go ahead and call dibs on is Hunter Wells. And what I want to do right now is I've generated the stats from just these four games, this NCAA regional I want to tweet them out tomorrow, probably before the show comes out. But we've talked about OPS in the past, where it's on base percentage plus slugging percentage. Anything above a 1.0 is very, very good, especially when you're looking over a period of very of several games. Uh, Tech has eight of their nine starters with an OPS of above 0.9. What do y'all want to guess Hunter Wells' OPS is for this four-game NCAA regional series? So that's oh, his man. his on base plus slug or yeah on base plus slugging on base right? plus slugging and again anything above a one point zero is fantastic. Oh man, uh, well well he had at least three awesome. home runs. He had exactly uh, three home runs. He had at least three doubles that I can remember right off right off the bat here. I think he had four doubles. I'm gonna say two point one five. I'm gonna say one point eight nine. Hunter Wells OPS. On the NCAA regional series, 2.699. Jesus. 16 at bats, Um, 11 hits, 5 walks, 4 doubles, 3 home runs, 11 driven in, a batting average of .688. He got on base more than three quarters of the time he stepped up to the plate, an OBP of .762. The man My was a God. monster. What, he almost dude, single-handedly what? brought us to Fayetteville. So his his on-base percentage was .762. Is that what you just yes. said? That's absolute insanity. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we read that the best player on Ryder coming into this for the whole season, which the whole season's a bigger sample size, yada, yada. But <laughs> I had to throw in sample size on the last yeah, baseball yeah, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. here. But, um, <laughs> we got the season anyway. recaps coming um, up. But yeah. But... Their best player at at OPS, so on base plus slugging, was like 0.85. Yeah, right. They, ha- they did not have a single OPS player of wow. about 0.9 on the Oof. season. And again, Hunter Wells, to just to say the number again, and maybe in a little yeah, bit lower you. of a pitch in case uh, Eclipse <laughs> when I go that high, 2.699. Who point? Like. Two? One is good. I mean, I thought I was way above with 2.15. One was he almost My tripled God. it. What was the next what was best Bates? player was Parker Bates. Yeah. Parker Bates okay. is 1.616. Okay. 
Oh, lame. What are you doing, Parker? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Only four hits on 16 at-bats with five walks, a triple, and three home runs. Yeah, yeah, and he did go over against NC State in the in the first game, but um, I guess he probably had a walk or two because he he was over three, I believe. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, obviously Wells is the player of the tournament, right? I mean, uh, it's oh easily for for the hit king. I mean, yeah. first of all, he comes out on Friday night and says, "You know what? I'm taking this hit crown like right now." <laughs> he tied it, I think, in his first at bat. He broke it in his second at bat, if I'm remembering correctly, anyway. And then he set some probably impossible record for someone else to beat. Yeah, his his first he ties it with the home run and then breaks it in the next inning with a double. <laughs> um, Crazy. And yeah, I, just man, gonna just miss watching insane. that guy hit for tech and and play third base. He's great at third base too. So, so yeah, everyone I guess is in agreement about Hunter Wells being the player of the weekend. Yeah, I don't know how you give it to anybody else. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I can give out several of the people I thought had a great weekend, but Hunter Wells was easily the best, probably one of the best players at the whole. This is probably the regional. best performance by a tech player maybe ever, right? I don't in, remember. In a weekend. I, and I've only been running these weekend or after what, series just, OPS box score things for a little bit, but I've never seen anything that high. And this was an NCAA regional. Um, Hunter Wells, by the way, only played three seasons with Tech because he was a Chase, uh, a junior college uh, transfer. So um, just incredible. And, you know, yeah, this this is a Hunter Wells podcast and we will always be a Hunter Wells podcast. So um, Hunter Wells, if you're listening, you can come be a, a guest on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. inviting you. It's it's by invitation. Only. Very, very prestigious podcast. And, you know, the other guys like Bates, you know, his career ends uh, with Tech as well. I mean, you can't say enough about these guys. We'll recap the season. We'll we'll talk about the implications of all this stuff. We're just this is our time to relive what happened and, you know, be sad and happy about it all. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, on that note, was this weekend a success or was it a failure or was it somewhere in between? What what do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm definitely not going to say it was a failure. This is. No yeah. way this weekend was a, even if we had lost two games to start off the regional and just like got bounced immediately, I still wouldn't say it was a failure, you know. Ooh. So if we lost like Florida lost their regional, well, we call that a failure. Well, if we lost like Florida did, I don't know. I might have to rethink some things. <laughs> but I mean, just hosting a regional in Ruston and showing some of these guys the best crowds they've ever seen, you know, it's a huge deal. But you know, I'm I'm gonna say it was a success. Yeah, we didn't make it out to the Super region, like we really would have hoped to, you know, this is one of those teams that felt really special, but it was still a great success. We were playing into Sunday, you know? Yeah. yeah. What my, do you think, Nathan? My thought about it is that when I came to Tech in 2012, no one cared about the baseball program. The baseball stadium is one of the first things you see when you head on campus from Tech Drive. Yeah. You see yeah. the football stadium first on the right, but then on the left, you see the baseball stadium. And I was into baseball. I've been loving baseball for as long as I could. And I could not convince even the sports-loving fan- friends that I have to come watch a baseball game with me because no one cared about baseball at Tech. And so to go from that in 2012 to this in 2021 is such a huge change and something I'm so happy just to see. I care about winning or losing, but I really care about a passionate fan base. And I care about people caring. And that's what was on display this weekend and last weekend and throughout the the last few parts of this season especially was that this fan base cares about baseball 
And the baseball fan in me just nothing oh, more man. than appreciates that. I wish you, I wish you were there, man. It was. I, I, I wish, wish I was too. There. It was. I, I was saving my money for an Omaha trip that never happened, but I wish I was there. <laughs> hey, that Omaha trip will happen. Just put it in a savings account. Yeah. Put it all in Dogecoin. <laughs> you'll be you'll be buying us all trips to. I think it's in. I'll I think buy the NCAA with that money. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'll keep my thoughts pretty brief. But yeah, along the same lines as you, Nathan. I mean, this feels like the start of something. And Lane Burroughs said in post game, and I'll leave it at this that. This team's not going anywhere, you know, so watch out. And that's kind of how I feel after this weekend, right? Everything we talked about, um, you know, just this team's not going anywhere. Watch out. Like, we'll be back. So that, that'll wrap up, I think, our off-the-cuff, you know, fresh takes on this. We'll wrap up the baseball season probably next week, right, Nathan? Yeah, I, I think I don't, so. We don't really have anything else to talk about next week. So <laughs> um, we'll, you know, We're we'll look back. We're in the off-season now, boys. Oh boy. Oh no. Uh, there was some news about a new softball coach today. We haven't really had time to process that or think about that. So we'll cover that next week as well. Um, and then why don't we give our tweet of the week? Um, who wants to do this? Nathan, you well, want to do this? Before we do the tweet of the week, oh, let's okay. do the runner up. Okay. The tweet of the week. Cause I kind of pushed for this one, but I, I, I am okay with this getting a solid second place. At Matt Dixon three or Matt Dixon on Twitter tweeted with Tech's defeat of Alabama this past weekend, saying with Tim Tay unavailable due to yesterday's pitch count, Brian Stallworth comes out of the bullpen and leads Louisiana Tech to a win over the Gumps. Hashtag feels like a ninety nine. If you don't get this tweet, we have a YouTube video you can watch that explains how Tech <laughs> beat Alabama in football in 1999. And then after watching that video, you should understand the names well enough to understand what's happening here. This guy, by the way, doesn't appear to be a Tech fan on Twitter. He, he oh, appears, he's a Tennessee fan. He appears to be a Tennessee fan. So his hatred of Alabama runs so deep that not only does he know that Tech beat them in 1999, <laughs> he knows the name of the backup quarterback who came in to throw the touchdown. <laughs> Maybe he just watched our video. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, this guy seems like he knows though. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But do you know what our actual tweet of the week is, Evan? Yeah. So if you have not, I mean, if you're listening to this show, I don't know how you would have missed this, but the song pump it up by some guy, uh, shit, I should know this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's by, it's by someone named Endor, like the planet in star Wars, like the, the forest moon of Endor. Um, this, uh, this song has become kind of the go-to anthem for tech to get pumped up. Uh, this 2004, like electronic music song, uh, by an artist I've never heard of. And <laughs> on Friday night, this, I think this song kind of took off last weekend. There was an article, Corey Diaz did an article about it. Um, really good stuff. There's a picture from the Friday night game with Bulldog relief pitcher Casey Olette <laughs> wearing like freaking um an LCD is that what is that what you call that an LCD LED. screen LED said, probably uh, yeah if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen it you've probably seen it it's it's a picture of Casey Olette wearing a pair of sunglasses that have LEDs on the outside that that light up and kind of scroll across saying pump it up yeah and Without any context of the situation, you may go, why is a baseball player wearing glasses that say pump it up? And especially in this particular image, just say pump it. 
which could mean a different thing. So I don't know what you could mean. So yeah, no context college world series or college baseball at no context. CWS tweeted just this image. There's no context accounts for college football, or I'm pretty sure even the NFL or other things where it's just, here's a random image without context, have fun with it. And yeah, just what a great picture by itself. What a great song. I don't know. It This was not my style of music, but I can't but think. No, but pump dude. It up, don't you know, pump it up over it, and over again in my head. Like they played this when we were down, I think six to nothing against NC State on uh, on Saturday night. And the crowd was like immediately right back in the game. Like immediately before we got up to bat, they played this song. Everybody's standing. Everybody's clapping. We haven't had a reason to cheer really the whole game. And it's like the fifth or sixth inning. So it's like uh, th- this song just does uh, did this something. Was the eighth. I wrote this down in the notes because I heard it even over the broadcast. Oh, really? The commentators didn't make any mention of it because why would they? But in the bottom of the eighth, I, I wrote down, I did some math here. The rally train plus pump it up equals oh, two home man. runs and three runs scored. Was it? So it was before the eighth and then we did that? Yeah. Dude. They may have also played it earlier in the game, but I definitely heard it going into the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. I, I mean, just a crazy, what, about eight days of baseball uh, from last Saturday through through this Sunday. I mean, gosh, and, and let's save let's save our talk about what it means for the program and everything for next week, because we yeah. could talk about that for another hour and it's already almost midnight Eastern time for Nathan. So, yeah, and I got to edit all this. Yeah, so well, that about uh, wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where just this past week, Evan has posted a story about the Love Shack that has gotten quite a bit of love from the players' moms on Twitter. You want to tell hey. us about that story? Yeah, look. Uh... <laughs> bosses if you're listening turn this off but uh, <laughs> um yeah so friday morning you know i'm, I'm you have working to turn it off or else it's entrap- entrapment yeah <laughs> i'm working till 12 30 and then driving to rustin right so but i got to work man and i was just like man i'm just uh, my head's not here like my head is in rustin already i'm i'm thinking about the games i'm thinking about you know the matchups and yada yada and i'm just like man i just like got to do something with this energy so that i can like put in two and a half hours worth of work instead of no hours of work because I'm just sitting here thinking about this. So it just all kind of spilled out of me, like my my thoughts about the stadium. And yeah, I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite things I've ever written for the site because it was just like off the cuff, but like... It was great. I don't know. It just it just great. felt right. You know, like I, it came out, I read it once and I was like, yeah, that's good. I'm going to put that out. <laughs> the atmosphere is there now and it's just, it's ready to explode. And we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about all this next week. I got to cut myself You're- off. You're holding yourself back right now. But yeah, again, that blog where you can find that post is gtbed.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I have been listening to Pump It Up on repeat since we brought it up. (laughs) Ash isn't going to go to sleep tonight. (laughs) No. Too amped. And go tech. Please don't die. Pump it up. Obviously, Josh wasn't there last week. Um, Mm -mm. He was in New Mexico without cell signal, I think. Right, Josh? I was in the mountains. Um, Trying to scope on the Bachelorette. (laughs)
<laughs> After that's in New Mexico. Well, this season. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> uh, that, that's for our other podcast, Nathan, that we're going to start. Um, oh, my bad. My bad. 